Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks, Alexa overthrow the government t-shirts, question everything mugs, and of course our ever popular don't hurt people, don't take people stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty apparel check out the rest of the amazing proud libertarian store while you're over there and be sure to use code tbns at checkout to get 10% off your entire order that's right 10% off your entire order from proud libertarian including everything over at the brian nichols show shop and all you have to use is code tbns at checkout one more time head to brian forward slash shop and check out the brand new brian nichols show store over at proud libertarian and use code tbns at checkout for 10% off your entire entire order. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about really, it's, we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. This is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. And thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host. And today, we're going to talk about the expression, despite the fact that there is no I in team, why focusing on the I, the you, is so important. And it is important to build a great team. Dane Espigard is joining the program And he's talking about his brand new book, The Dream Machine, a leader's guide to creating teams of high performers who achieve extraordinary outcomes. A great book, a great conversation, and super pertinent for us here in the Liberty Movement. You want to go ahead and actually change the world. What first requires us to have a phenomenal team, and it requires us to change the way we do things internally, but also how we change the way we do things ourselves. A great conversation here on today's episode. So, that being said, onto the show, Dane Espigard here on The Brian Nichols Show. Hello, happy to be here. Dane, absolutely happy to have you here, my friend, and thank you for uh, being able to, number one, uh, reschedule. We were supposed to have you on Sell Liberty with Jeremy Todd, had some scheduling issues, and, and number one rule, always, family first, that's how it works. Um, so you ended up, uh, you said, hey, is it, is it cool if I go on, on the Brian show? And Jeremy said, Brian, is it cool if, if Dane comes on the show and talk about team building? And I say, Jeremy, if there's one thing right now the Greater Liberty World needs to talk about, it's how to be an effective team. But before we get there, my friend, let's go back and talk about you. You have a brand new book. As I just mentioned, the uh, video uh, watcher here can see it scrolling at the bottom of the screen. The Dream Machine, dig into what inspired you to, to write this book. And also, Dane, how did you find yourself in this greater sales world, specifically focusing on building great teams? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I've been in the direct sales industry since, uh, 
sort of been since I was 18. I, I stumbled upon uh, vector marketing and Cutco Cutlery as an 18-year-old coming out of high school. And so that was my, my introduction into uh, the business world and um, uh, learned a lot with that organization, became a district manager with that company right out of college. And, and that kind of intertwined with, with the end of the story in terms of, uh, of what led to this book. But, uh, you know, within that organization, it's a lot of team building, it's a lot of recruiting, it's a lot of onboarding. And um, culture is something that's really uh, either, you know, not talked about and then left to just kind of create itself. And, and that's not necessarily always the, the most desirable thing to, uh, to have happen. And, and then the, after moving a few times within the organization, I had the opportunity to recreate teams over and over again. And each time I did it, I got a little bit better, a little bit more knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it, excuse me. And, um, and then when I had my last move in 2013, set up a, a culture that was centered around dream achieving within our organization. And the concept was introduced to me by a guy named Matthew Kelly. Uh, he's an author and a speaker, and our company had him come in and, and be a keynote uh, speaker. And, and he had us all make, our, make a list of 100 dreams right on the spot. Uh, and I, I got a lot of energy from that. And it uh, took me a little while, but, but five years later, that's what I ended up using as, as kind of the, uh, the pinnacle of our, uh, of our culture in 2013. And so for the last eight, nine years, I've been, I've been basically building upon that each year. So that's what, that's where it started in terms of the book. Uh, I wrote the book during COVID because I got the opportunity to see how my team reacted to the pandemic. And when, when most of society was freaking out and, and panicking and, and, you know, there were mental health issues and everybody was dealing with uncertainty. It, it was kind of, it was then that I had the opportunity to see what the culture had created within my people. And they were thriving during that time. And there was a very large difference between, you know, where our organization was at, where we were performing compared to, to others. And, uh, and so it, it felt like the right time for me to bring this to, you know, to others in, in the form of a book. Let's dig into the idea of culture because it matters. Culture matters. And I don't think it's really focused on enough. And I saw the importance of culture, as you just you pointed out, over the past two years in the era of COVID, a lot of businesses have been struggling, going under. And a lot of it has been due to the fact that their culture has not been able to maintain throughout the past two years. Uh, my company website has an entire area devoted towards our culture, our people, why we do what we do, because it does matter. And, and if you don't have a good culture, you're going to see, and this is what's happening right now as a society, I think, you start to have a lot of collapse. You start to see a lot of the areas maybe you could have snuck by in the past suddenly you really can't sneak by as much as you used to. Like maybe if you're a sales guy and you know, you don't have a really good work ethic, like maybe, you know, back in the day when you'd only do 10, 15 calls a day, that, that did enough. But when sales are low and you're still doing the bare minimum, I'm sorry, that's just not enough. You have to take those extra steps or at the very least start doing some new stuff that's going to put you outside of your comfort zone. And, and this is something I focus on my sales team all the time. And I'm sure that you, you've echoed this as well is you have to get comfortable 
with being uncomfortable. The moment that you get comfortable in whatever it is you're doing, your process, your rhythm, your outreach, something means that you probably are going to start to to miss in certain areas. You might you might start to maybe take the foot off a of gas a little bit. And and that's when it's not you necessarily you have to worry about, but in that case, it's going to be your competitor, the other person who's calling in at that moment. Um, we actually had on the show uh, uh, Craig Elias, who talks about doing smart calling. Um, or no, I'm sorry, that was Art Subcheck, rather. Uh, Art Subcheck was on the show talking about smart calling. Craig Elias is on trigger event selling. There we go. Um, and when Art was on the show talking about the importance of not just doing the dials, but being smart in the way you're doing these dials. Um, but let's go back to, again, this idea of culture. And and I love the idea of dreaming big. Um, my CEO, he he's a big fan of Grant Cardone. Dream big, it's still free. Uh, I think that was a little video he did a couple <laughs> couple of weeks back, and my CEO got all jacked up about that. Um, but the idea of setting dreams and setting lofty goals. Um, now we didn't really dig into your politics yet, but you know, let's talk about the greater liberty world here. This is the greater you know liberty world for the show, um, obviously, and. One of the things I have found, especially in the past five years, six years or so of being really in this greater liberty movement and, and having more of a, a voice, has been that a lot of the the older leaders of the team, if you will, they really weren't big dreamers. They they were much more in the, we, we have our bubble, and that bubble is comfortable, and we can set the, the boundaries and the parameters of the bubble, and... I think we've really seen, especially over the past few years, as we've seen an influx of not necessarily just new members, but a different way of approaching politics who are dreaming bigger, we've seen some hesitation. So let's look at the LP, or not even have to be the LP in particular, but just, you know, we see this in business across the board as well. When you have a different way of doing things, there's instantly headbutting, right? You have the old, the old folk who don't want to, they don't want to really, you know, up, upset the apple cart and the new folk who are pushing for, you know, whatever it is, the, the new shiny button that we can go ahead and, and promote. Um, so let's talk about that. How can the new folk be able to help encourage the old folk to start to see things differently and maybe start to dream a little bit bigger? I think that's a, I think that's a great question. And I think that, you know, when you look at the pandemic, you look at COVID, call it whatever you will, you know, what it the way I look at it is this entire thing has been like hitting the great reset. Right. And what it's done is it's it's given everybody you can you know look have the silver lining approach. What it what I believe that it's done for our organization anyways, is it's allowed us. It's been the greatest agent of change that we've ever had in our organization. And the reason is we can't it was not allowed. We cannot continue to do business the way that we're currently doing it. And so we had to be open to alternatives. And I would say prior to the pandemic, I was very. So I wouldn't say very old school, but I was very um, uh, rigid in the way that, hey, there are certain things about our business that they have to be done this way. And I and I didn't really want to let go of that because, you know, if I'm being honest, it's going to take a lot of extra work to come up with these new programs and these new ways of doing things. And once the pandemic happened, there's no choice to continue to do it. So I think that recognizing that and then what it's also done with that is it's caused everybody, you know, we're in this great resignation. Right. And that, that's what it's been called. Those, those aren't my words, but the great resignation of over 10 million people quitting their jobs over the course of the last six months. And it's like, where are they going? And, and what's happening is they're really, again, same thing with the pandemic. It's caused them. It's given them the opportunity to question, hey, is what I'm doing right now? Is it what I want to do? Is, 
uh, I've been at home now for six months or 12 months. Do I want to go back into the traditional work, you know, environment? Do I like working at home? Do I like this, the autonomy that I've had? And my business now for a lot of teams has become more transactional, right? Because now I'm just doing my job and I'm not having these interactions the same way virtually as I was in person. And so a lot of people, because of that, it's causing them to, to look for something else. And if you dive into that, what you're finding what I'm seeing as I dive into that is that what people want is they want to feel connected and they want to feel a part of something. And they also want to feel valued for who they are, not what they provide just on paper. And so I think that's a really big piece. And the other thing for me anyways, I think that through all of this, a, a uh, portion of somebody, a value that, that I think is valuable for any organization to have and to embody right now in their culture is being nimble. And, you know, we, we, the idea of being able to predict what's about to happen in the next three, six, 12 months, I mean, I don't know who's predicting those things accurately right now. And so instead of trying that, it's how do I work within my organization to create an environment that's nimble, that can, that can make decisions quickly, that can critically think, and that can work together to be able to source ideas and then work together on those. That's really what I think, you know, that's what we're focused on right now within our organization. Yeah, I, I so I, I chuckled. Nobody could see me laughing except for you because you said you're talking about how things have become so much more transactional. Yeah, you're right. And as you said that, I wrote down the words. And what has that led to? I wrote down the words loss of connection. As you said, it's been wanting people to find more connection because right there you see this not just um, in the era of COVID. Um, from from like the personal standpoint, as you know, as, as humanity, <laughs> we we've all felt that loss of connection. But you see this in the relationships being built in the B2B world, it's a lot more difficult. Like I, I think back to one of my, my best customers I have. Um, and, and it, it's just, it's funny how like certain customers, they just, they truly appreciate the work you do. Um, we just sent like a little Christmas thing today and he sent an email thanking, you know, just around, around just, I was so appreciated to have him. He CC the CEO too. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Um, but like you, you see when you have like the ability to meet in person. You can you can build such a different bond. The first time I met with him, I actually um I had met with their boss or his boss rather originally, and we had a, a so my greater industry IT solutions business technology so focusing cybersecurity uh, telecom and when I met with the the uh, IT director at the time, there was no real uh, solution that they needed help with. Um, and the, the guy that I ended up, you know, having the deal with and is now my current customer. He, he's their, um, I think his official title is network admin and, um, he missed the meeting and he said, you know, Hey, you know, you had this guy's car. I did have a question I wanted to ask him. And the thing was they needed to get internet at their CEO's house, but the CEO's house is in Maryland on the, the, uh, the ocean. And there was zero internet, uh, that was laid going towards that island. So they had no infrastructure in place to actually get business class internet there. And they actually had people that worked for the organization that were in, like they actually worked at this house with part of the house being put as like an office space. So can you help out? So I, you know, I go into my little bag of tricks, um, start, you know, trying to figure out who I have in, in my, my, uh, you know, my, my, um, 
are those little things? Rolodex. I was like, what are those little old things called that Michael Scott used? Um, but look at my Rolodex of, of different carriers I'd work with. And we ended up finding a satellite solution for him that, you know, gave him not exactly the best business class solution, but I'll tell you why. It's a lot better than what he would have had otherwise, like a, a Verizon hotspot. And I'll tell you what, that not only helped him become the superstar um, at his company, but it helped solve a real business problem they had. Fast forward a week, um, we had a company happy hour, and I had him come to our company happy hour, and he, he just fit in so perfectly with the, the team, and we built such a great relationship. Fast forward four years, Dane, and the reason I tell that story is because he is still, you know, not only consistently staying with us, but he is always adding new services. Anytime he has somebody who's looking for services, he refers them our way. Yeah, he's advocating and, for you. Exactly. And, and and I gotta say, it goes back to at the beginning what you brought up, culture being so important because not only does he see the culture in in me in, in terms of what values I brought to this the, the you know conversation, but also he got to experience the culture of my company. He saw how his company and their culture meshed with our company. And you don't really get to have that right now in this era of COVID. You're stuck where you're behind a screen. You really can't build that relationship authentically like you normally would where, you know, after you have the meeting, you sit down, you maybe have a couple conversations afterwards, completely not related to business. And and those are where the relationships really grow. And that's lacking. So let me ask you this. Beyond just building the relationships with the customers, but also internally with a team, how would you recommend overcoming that from a business perspective? But also, let's elephant in the room, greater liberty world, almost all of us are behind screens when we're interacting with each other as well. So we also see this marry over into the politics world. So what would be your remedy, Dean, in terms of how to best handle that? So it, it, that's a, you know, I feel like that's such a massive question. <laughs> well, 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 and I wish there was just a simple, here it is. Um, but, you know, what we've done within our team anyways, is that that's kind of the whole concept of the, of the dreams, you know, culture. And so what I mean by that is we go through, we have everybody in our organization create a dreams list that's 200, 300, 400 things that there's nine categories that they want to experience in their life, places they want to travel, uh, things they'd like to own. Uh, vocational things, spiritual things, health-related things. And so what I like about that is when I have them do that, it, it then just having it on paper gets them moving towards those things. It allows me to engage with them about something that's different than just the stereotypical, hey, how's the weekend? How are the kids? But instead I can say, hey, I know you signed up for that half marathon. How's the training going? And that's such a different conversation. Or, hey, I know that you're looking at buying your first home. How's that process going? And it gives us conversation consistency that is on something that is very important to that individual. At a higher level, when I have the, the and, and so we do in our organization, I ask for permission. Hey, can I have your list? And it's kind of a personal thing, but I'd love to have your list so that I can, you know, get to know you a little bit more because I can learn a lot about you from seeing this, but also I can utilize that. And so then I'm able to set up incentives, do different things within my, my team to be able to honor that individual and also let them know that they are valued for more than their production. And I want them to be pursuing these things in their life. Because what I find is that, you know, if somebody is, is alive personally, they can't shut that off when they come to work. We have one life, right? If I'm, if I'm excelling and achieving and, and, and challenging myself at home and health wise, relationally, whatever, I'm probably also going to have more energy and vigor for what I'm doing in the workplace. And so for us, I really think that dreams concept, it, it gets people to look at their entire picture 
and say, hey, maybe work is thriving and I'm chasing some things here. But I also find that work then becomes the vehicle for them to accomplish their dreams instead of like, oh, I got to go to work today or oh, I have to clock in to do this thing today. So there's that piece. The other thing I love about this is that I find for me anyways, when I am when I'm looking at my list, you know, I just did this with my wife um, two weekends ago or, or last weekend, and we sat down, we did our dreams for this next year. So we always will go through at the end of each year and look at what we do for this year and what do we do over this next year. And uh, I've got it in my journal over here. And this year I've accomplished about 15 dreams. And next year I have about 30 that I'm attempting to do. And they, they cover all those categories. And what I find is that by myself working towards accomplishing these dreams, what I'm doing is I'm creating patterns of how to solve problems. The difference is the problem isn't a negative thing. It's me trying to do something I'm really excited about. But that whole thought process, that skill of, hey, here's the problem. The problem is we're trying to go on this vacation and we need the time and we need to make sure our schedules are available and we need to be able to afford it. We need to do this. Let's figure it out. That's a positive problem. We call it a dream. But by me figuring those things out, what I'm doing is I'm creating a pattern, a habit, a skill of learning how to solve problems more effectively. And within our organization, what I found is that as we have people accomplishing their dreams, when problems arise, COVID, right? Our team didn't sit on their hands and say, oh, you know, I don't know what we're going to do here. But it was, okay, cool. Here's another, here's another problem. And it was just another thing that they were used to solving instead of sitting there and not knowing what the answers are. So I really think that if we can encourage more people to think big, because that's exciting, right? To think what if, and then to be able to, st- to take steps in those directions personally, they're also able to do that in whatever community they're part of, whether that's a you know, political community, whether that's a, just their local community or in the workplace as well. One thing I wanted to go back to, and I was writing this down, um, you talked about creating these patterns right? You're, you're showing the path. You're starting to, to, it's, it's the idea of instilling that, um, that healthy habit, right? You know, you're, you're starting to figure out, okay, A plus B, (laughs) even though A plus B might suck, it does equal C and it does equal this reward, right? So I wake up every morning and I do my workout at 5am. It sucks, (laughs) but right. I am in the best shape. I've been in in years in my life probably honestly and um i feel great I, you know i'm able to go to work with a, a sense of energy that i really have never had and i think it was victor antonio he he coined this phrase it's the aggregation of marginal gains if you can do one percent better every single day i think it was like you you would end up doing like 130 percent. he did the math and it blew my brain but like when you hear just if you can concentrate on such minute details that don't seem like they make a difference but actually do and and that right there maybe is is the step the the action item we can we can walk away from the audience with today because you know as we wrap the the conversation up here in the next five minutes or so i want people to see that there is a path forward it sounds like a lot right you said you know a hundred dreams whoo dang that's a lot of dreams to have and and it maybe it's better to start with five start with ten start with the things that you can start to not only see in your your purview right now but then once you you see it in your purview and you start to check things off the box, it starts to get comfortable. It starts to get familiar. You start to figure out that, yes, this does work and it feels good to see that positive rewards. So with that being said, Dane. And, and Brian, with that, if I can yeah. tack on one extra thing. Go for it. What, what you also see, and, and this is what I think about like with the LP and anything else, it's like 
you know, the whole pattern that we're talking about of being a solution finder, what that does when you work out at 5 a.m. consistently every day, what it does is that, that empowers the individual. And, and that's what we need, in my opinion, right now is people to feel like they can make a difference and they can make a change. And if somebody is, again, pursuing growth, pursuing change, pursuing their dreams at home on a personal level, I mean, there's only so long that that person can can kind of sit on the sidelines and feel as though they're not able to make a difference. And so, again, I feel like they're connected. We're talking about the individual. But if we're empowering and growing the individual, that's going to strengthen the greater good that they're a part of. Yeah. And I think this is one thing as we walk away too, it's important to remember that what's a team made of individuals, right? You look at the team that you know, there's no I in team. No, but there's a lot of eyes in a team, um, right? Like, come on. I, I just watched, um, you know, Micah Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys here as we're, we're recording here on, uh, on Monday, the, uh, the 13th, right after Micah Parsons, who's a rookie Dallas Cowboys linebacker is single-handedly like taking over the NFL by storm. Uh, kids just an absolute phenom. Um, but you see like, just, just imagine a, the Dallas Cowboys defense without him. He, if he was not the best version of himself, rewind. And I know this is not the around the NFL podcast. I apologize folks or talking Cowboys. Um, but you know, rewind you know, a short four years ago, we had a guy named Jalen Smith on the team and he was back in college just an absolute stud, has a horrific injury his senior game, almost loses his leg, um, didn't believe he was going to be able to walk again, had a condition called drop foot where he had no feeling in the bottom of his foot, um, comes back, his, his I think is his rookie or his sec- second year in the league, just hits the league by storm, has a great year, re-signs with the Cowboys for an awesome brand new contract, fast forward three years, not only is he no longer with the Cowboys, he's no longer playing in the NFL right now. Um, so it, we got him. I'm a Packer uh, fan. We got him, and he's not even... Yeah, so you got him for like two or three games, and I think he sat in the bench for one or two. And uh, yeah, and unfortunately, then that's that's a sad story, right? Yeah, but it, it speaks is. to why it's so important to be the best version of yourself across the board. I say this to my sales team. We actually just had Gary Collins here on the show. He's from The uh, the Simple Life, where he talks about the importance of your three-legged stool, your financial health, your uh, your sense of purpose, your why, and then also your physical, uh, your, or yeah, your physical health. If you don't have those three of your, your uh, three-legged stool in balance, your life's constantly uneven. You're constantly trying to search for that balance. And that's why I say to my sales team, I can teach you the sales stuff. We don't don't focus on that to start off. I want to always start off first and foremost, how are you as a person? I want to make sure you are good as an individual because only then do I know that you're going to be good as a sales pro, as a teammate, as a part of our culture. So yeah, it does matter. Building a good team does matter, but it starts with building a good person first. So thank you, Dane, for uh, for bringing that to the table. And folks, obviously, if you want to go ahead and learn more, um, we'll make sure we include all the links here in the show notes so you can go ahead and yes, check out the brand new book, The Dream Machine, A Leader's Guide to Creating Teams of High Performers Who Achieve extraordinary outcomes. And that being said, Dane, we want people to be able to continue the conversation with you. So how about this? Where can folks go ahead and follow you? And then some final thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd like to leave the audience with. Yeah, sure. Um, Instagram, social media is a great place just at Dane Espigard. Um, also my website, daneespigard.com. Um, there's a bunch of information on there on how to connect and some of the things that I'm up to as well. If I were to, if I were to leave, you know, some, some lasting comments, I think one of the things when it comes to any change that we want to see, it's the old quote of like, be the change we wish to see in the world. I also believe it's a leadership principle of, you know, if I really want to have my team do something, I need to embody it and live it myself. And so, you know, as a, 
as an individual, we're all, we own a leadership role in something, even if it's our family or our group of, you know, friends or something, but we all, whether or not we recognize it are in some sort of a leadership position. And I really think that it's important for us to understand that by uh, pursuing our own dreams and by, again, trying to reach the next level and whatever that might mean for somebody, it's like that absolutely gives the permission to people around us to do the same, not just permission, but it also gives people the encouragement to say, if that person's doing that, I should be able to do something similar. And I think that's really important. Give people permission to dream big by you yourself dreaming big. So with that being said, thank you, Dane, for joining the program. Folks, if you want to go ahead and continue the conversation, yes, links are all in the show notes. Uh, And yes, for you audio listener, I'll make it easy for you. Go ahead, click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right to today's episode where you can get all those links the entire transcript of today's episode, and oh yeah, all 400 plus episodes of The Brian Nichols Show. But with that being said, thank you to the one and only author of The Dream Machine, A Leader's Guide to Creating Teams of High Performers Who Achieve Extraordinary Outcomes, Dane Espigard. Thanks for joining the program. Thanks a lot, Brian. You've heard the name Ebels, but now you need to remember My Delta 8. From the same people who brought you Ebels, My Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi-sedative physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and My Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry. From helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, the reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and My Delta eight are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs and hey yours truly here at the brian nichols show can vouch for the quality of evils and my delta eight having to deal with a herniated disc in my back plus years of sports injuries evils and my delta eight offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain and did you know you can get evils and my delta eight delivered right to your door at a special discounted price that's right all members of the brian nichols show audience can use promo code tbns at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout to get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up our conversation with Dane Espigard on how we build phenomenal teams. And it starts by building phenomenal people, phenomenal individuals. Yeah, it starts with you. If you enjoyed the conversation today, well, I would love to hear about it, and I'm sure Dane would as well, so make sure you go ahead, give it a share when you do. Make sure you tag Dane, and while you're at it, go ahead and give yours truly a tag as well. Also, thank you to everyone who has been going ahead and giving us a five-star rating and review. I cannot thank you enough, BrianNicholsShow.com. If you're interested in joining the hundreds of folks out there who have gone out of their way to give us a five-star rating and review. So thank you to you amazing folks out there. Uh, And also, if you want to go ahead, by the way, uh, because coming up tomorrow, we're going to be doing another one of our morning sales huddles, you and me. And uh, if you want to go ahead and make sure you're getting a morning sales huddle email in your inbox, Monday through Friday, ballpark 6 a.m. or so as I wrap up my morning workout, well, head over to briannicholshow.com. You can actually sign up right there on the homepage. Just need your first name and your email address. And then, yeah, not only that, I'll go ahead and give you a uh, copy, a free copy of my my new ebook, Four Easy Steps You Can Implement Now to Sell Liberty to Friends and 
and family. That will pop up in your inbox as well. My special treat to you for the holidays. Oh, and by the way, our our friends over at Proud Libertarian have been doing some phenomenal stuff. Great new products are are being launched here as we wrap up the year. So uh, not only from Proud Libertarian, but also the Brian Nichols Show store over on Proud Libertarian. If you're looking for that perfect gift for the liberty lover in your life, well, just head over to briannicholsshow.com. Hit the store button. It'll bring you right to Proud Libertarian. Go to the Brian Nichols Show store. Go to the Proud Libertarian store. And uh, when you check out, all I ask is use code TBNS at checkout. And by the way, you'll go ahead and get a uh, 10% discount there at checkout as well. So I teased it. Yes, coming up tomorrow, morning sales huddle, you and me. So strap in, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're not missing, yes, tomorrow's episode or a single episode of the seven episodes we have airing here weekly at The Brian Nichols Show. So with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Dane Espigard. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.